0: I remember when I got saved, and I think this is probably the same for most believers. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't know much about God or the things of God. I didn't know much about the Bible. I didn't know much about what the Bible taught. We did have a Bible in my house growing up. Uh, My mom always kept a King James Bible around. I I think that's partly why I'm, I'm, I'm so prone to use the King James Bible exclusively. That's like I I always say, I love the language. I love the flow. I love old English. There's a lot of words that we don't use uh, today that I believe carry heavier and weightier meanings that are used in a King James Bible. So I like it. I prefer it, but I didn't know much about God, like much at all. So not growing up in in that environment to some ways it it can be an advantage and to some ways it can be a disadvantage it can be an advantage because to people who grew up in christian homes who grew up in uh in good churches that taught the bible you you know certain things i wouldn't say by default but because you've you've grown up in these environments, there's certain things that are almost second nature to you. Well, to people like me that didn't grow up in church, we have to learn all of these things. The benefit of that is you you start from zero. So when you start from zero and you don't have a preset position, you're blank slate. A lot of companies, they like to hire people who have like degrees and training with no experience i learned this and the reason they like to do that is because they don't want you to come with with bad habits so they might have things that they do that might be considered bad habits to other companies but it's how they like things being done so they can train you how they want you to be trained so in that regard you know, not growing up around Bible teaching, you know, solid Bible teaching, you're blank slate. You don't know anything. So you're more apt to read the Bible and take it for what it says as to where somebody that grew up in the church sometimes and under certain teachings, it's harder for them to come to grips with certain things. Like maybe they were taught something that was wrong and the Bible says the opposite and it's hard for them to reconcile that because of how they were taught so that's why i say that. in some ways it's good in some ways it's bad but with that being said i i didn't know after getting saved like okay what do i do from here where do i go the bible covers so many things and especially for a believer the bible definitely covers this issue and one of the one of the places where this issue is covered is in book of second Peter so I'm gonna go there let's get to this in the book of second Peter chapter 1 verse 5 down through verse 9 the Bible says and beside this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if this, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you, that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. So the Bible right here gave us the building blocks for what you see in verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ so concerning the knowledge of our lord jesus christ if you want to abound if you want to know more the bible says yo these things that i that i gave you before these are the building blocks what are those building blocks the first one of course after you get saved which is faith is virtue and i looked up the word because even though you, this is a word that we be hear more often than not. Like I said, I, I like to look up words to understand words beyond how they're used because oftentimes, and I've said this again before, you might know how to use a word, but you still might not understand the depth of the meaning of that word and, and what all that word carries. So the word virtue is strength. Um, that substance or quality of physical bodies by which they act and produce effects on other bodies, bravery, valor, moral goodness, the practice of moral duties, and the abstaining from vice or a conformity of life and conversation to the moral law. So, That word virtue is dealing with the character of a person, right? So when you get saved and like, I know, look, I have many character flaws. God is working on me in, in, in various areas, but this is something that we, we should be aware of, especially after getting saved and something that, that we should seek to be a person of high moral character, and that's what virtue is dealing with. And one of the ways to, to be assured to be a person of high moral character is to carry out what is said in the book of First Peter chapter 1 and verse 14 and 16. The Bible says, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves... According to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That's talking about lifestyle. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. This is a surefire way to make sure that you are a virtuous person and that virtue abounds be holy that's 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 pretty pretty simple and to virtue knowledge now we see in the uh, um in a book of proverbs uh chapter one verse seven that the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge so that's where that's where knowledge begins right out the gate so knowledge is not like most, most of us, most people in this day and age, when we think of knowledge, we think of, of intellect. We think of the information that's contained in our brain, the things we can recall from memory. And the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is actually the beginning of knowledge. Not, not that, not the intellect carried out by by things concerning scholastics, that's not where knowledge begins. It's to fear of the Lord, right? And that's something that we should add to that virtue, add to that virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance. And I had to look up the word temperance because even though I've seen it many times, I don't know that I've ever looked this word up or truly knew the 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 definition beyond knowing how to use it. Um. Temperance is moderation, particularly habitual moderation in regard to indulgence of the natural appetites and passions, Um, patience, calmness, steadfastness, moderation of passions. And that actually made me think about something that was said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12. The Bible says all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any meats for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise us by his own power. So our bodies like like this, this earthly vessel, this body we live in, especially after getting saved, you have to realize that your life is not yours. Like this doesn't belong to me. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God, like that's always mind blowing to me. The Bible says it and I believe what the Bible says and it's mind blowing. That might be a simple thing to you, but it's mind blowing to me. In the book of Ecclesiastes, um, Ecclesiastes, yeah, chapter 12, verse 13, the Bible says, let us hear, as a matter of fact, let's, let's go to it so I don't misquote it because a lot of times I'll, I know that verse, but sometimes I'll not quote it exactly correctly so i want to get the exact quotation let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter fear god and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man if you ever talk to somebody and you get into that conversation of what's your purpose well that right there told us what the purpose of man is fear god keep his commandments this is the whole duty of man so when you're dealing with that idea of temperance we have to understand that god has to have preeminence like like nothing if anything comes before god if anything is more important to you than god then you're failing in one of these areas and yo when i came across this this morning reading this hit me so i'm definitely (laughs) this is definitely not me coming at anyone in judgment. This hit me and this hit me hard. And the next thing is said to add to temperance is patience. And if you look in the book of James, chapter 1, it has something to say concerning patience. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, my brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. God is definitely, you know, showing that he's, he's making us complete. But we have to, we have, we have to submit ourselves to these things, and to patience, godliness. So I looked up the word godliness. Not that you don't know what it means, but uh, piety, belief in God, and reverence for His character and laws. We have to have reverence for God. The, and this, this made me think about something. There's something that people say. I I, will, I would never chide a person for it, like like get on to a person for saying it. But it's an irreverent saying when when people say um, or make the comment, the man upstairs. I don't really like that saying because I, I don't think that 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 saying gives much reverence to God. I, I think it's a flippant statement. But godliness, like like w- we we have to have a proper fear a proper respect uh a, a proper appreciation for things concerning god um let's see so where are we at yeah virtue knowledge patience godliness and godliness brotherly love and brotherly love uh uh and to brotherly love to brotherly kindness charity so we're supposed to be Kind easy enough right easy to easy to understand uh maybe not for not for many people I know there's there's some that struggle with kindness and i and I'm not saying that I'm perfect about that either there's a time where I definitely struggle with kindness, but i i honestly i make an honest effort to make sure as much as I can I'm kind to people and it's and it's telling us to add to that brotherly kindness charity and charity goes and I've explained this before beyond the emotion of love charity charity takes that that emotion of love and it carries it out to action and the bible says for if these things be in you and abound right so so these things they grow they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what is really great about this is the great most high God of heaven and earth is building a relationship with us. And for this relationship to grow and for us to grow in the knowledge of him, we need these things that are mentioned. And here's what Here's the kicker out of all of this. In verse 9 the Bible says, "But he that lacketh these things is blind." Blind means we know we all know what that means, you can't see and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Yo, I want to walk with God. I want to be close to God. I want my relationship with God to grow and, and I want to build on that. And in order to do that, I need these things that I know a lot of that stuff might be simple to many of you. But as I was listening to my Bible this morning and I came to those verses, I like, I literally had to stop. Like I had to stop, go pick up my Bible. Like, yo, I've read this before, but I really wasn't paying attention like this is this is really giving us very beneficial steps to take to walk with God and to know God more. Like I said, I I don't I don't know of any professing Christian that doesn't want to know God beyond the basics of what most people know. We want to know God and we want to grow and we want our relationships with God to be more personal. Like, like think about the, what the Bible says about Abraham, the Bible called Abraham, a friend of God. Yo, know, I want to be close to God. I want my walk to be a walk that God is pleased with. And I believe in these verses, God gave us the recipe for just that the recipe for walking with God for building our relationship with God. And the warning is, if we don't add these things, then we're blind. You know, I don't want to be blind spiritually. That's a fact. I definitely like I've, I've been in that position as a believer. I don't want to go back there. I want to I wanna make sure I'm adding these things. And I want to make sure these things grow and abound. So my relationship with God can be stronger simple thoughts from a simple dude y'all know what it is stay frosty people